As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Gary. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays from a from a a more winter time than chillier seven five seven. Uh, it was in the goddamn seventies earlier this week, but no, nah, that bipolar ass Virginia weather starting to hit, starting to feel normal around this motherfucker. Uh, we got Drift in the beard. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just uh, get some allergies from this cat that's in my house, so I might I might sound a little stuffed up, but. I'm good, man. How, how have you been doing recently? What have you been up to? Good, man. Enjoying time with family. Um, enjoying time with family, you know. Staying low, staying low-key. Uh, you, you already know how I play it. Um, just enjoying the holidays. I'm not a big fan of Christmas, but I'm a big fan of Christmas time, if that makes sense. Yeah, facts. I agree. I like the season. Like, I like when it first gets kind of cold and everybody's like got lights up and shit. It's Christmas holiday season. Uh, I like mm. that. So, and you mix that yeah, in with yeah. Thanksgiving too. It's kind of nice. Yeah, but then, it's like, it's yeah. Like from Thanksgiving to like New Year's, it's like a. I like festive. if 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 winter could just end like January first, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And that's, and that's just get right back to the sun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Can we get can we get to last week's lie of the week? Like, let's can we get just straight to it? And oh, how we both was like, oh, oh, Josh Allen. We we had some nasty lies. Hey, we, we okay. The scarlet be, letter on the ass. To be fair, I'm not a weatherman. I didn't see the the 50 mile an hour winds coming. I didn't. I did not check the weather either. I didn't know. But, I didn't know. I mean, that might have been a last second thing. We lied our ass off about that. We and, swayed. We might have swayed some people that, that wasn't gonna gamble and say, you know what? I think I'm taking the Bills. What was it? <laughs> minus two and a half. I think I'm taking the Bills minus two and a half tonight. Yeah, bad, sorry. bad, bad, bad. Sorry, bad. Sorry. Hey, listen, sorry. I like like Drift said. I was not aware of the of the storm that was coming in. And uh, shout out to Bill Belichick, man. What they ran the ball like 40 times, 48 times. <laughs> Mac Jones threw three passes, <laughs> three passes, completed two of them. Yeah, yeah shit. Mac Jones ain't fucking this game up for me. <laughs> yeah, they're running all over him, too. So shout, yeah. out, to, shout out to Pats. Yeah. Pats look like the best team in the AFC right now. But that wasn't our only lie. We had another one too. We both took Oregon this past week. We're getting to these conference games, but yeah, uh, both of us we, had we Oregon. Take, we did take Oregon, and uh, 
we're going to get into all that crazy shit <laughs> later on. We didn't know their coach was, you know, hired somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into all that crazy shit later, man. But Virginia Tech is starting to fill out their staff. Coach Brent Pratt has been the coach for maybe a week, a week or so. And uh, he kept on J.C. Price as as uh, he kept on J.C. Price. He's like an associate head coach. He's kind of the underboss. Uh, the operation shout out to JC Price deserves well deserved. Uh, he brought in Derek Jones, uh, the cheetah for DBs. We're assuming DBs coach. Um, I correct me if I'm wrong on, on any of these. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong. He brought in Sean Quinn, a head coach from Savannah State, a smaller school, but yep, to get somebody that. To get somebody who was a head coach to leave his head coaching job to just be on staff. Uh, speaks to the character of a Brent Pry and the logo of a Virginia Tech. Like, I can leave my head coach job to just be on staff, and it's an upgrade. So, yeah, you know, yeah. that's he a was, good look for Sean Quinn. Go ahead. He was, he was also a very successful uh, head coach, too. I mean, it was a D2 program that he ran uh, at Savannah State, but um, he led them to, like, their first winning season uh, since 1998 in his debut year. Um, turned the program around immediately. Was only there as a head coach for like two years, but a uh, very good coach. Um, you know, it was a smaller, it was a smaller area, but I'm excited to see what he can do at a, on a bigger stage. Right, and, and last but not least, uh, Chris Marv, a younger coach uh, from. He was the linebackers coach at Florida State. A a more polarizing hire. Like every hire has a reaction. And, you know, we kept J.C. Price. We, we kept J.C. Price, and it was overall positive re- reply. And obviously so after the, what happened with the UVA game and the, the, the fallout from that. When we got uh, Derek Jones, it was kind of okay. Uh, I believe he had coached that. He was coaching at Texas Tech. Well, it was wait and see. Uh, yeah. He, he prefers – he likes to wear cheetah coats and shit. And my advice to uh, Derek Jones, the cheetah, is shit like that is dope when it's popping. When you winning or when you landing recruits, it's popping. Right. When it's not popping or when you losing, you don't want to become like a joke either. Like you don't want to be that guy. I always bring it back to uh the Washington football team, Clinton Porters. And every Monday, he used to wear costumes, hero costumes cartoon characters he would wear costumes and shit on mondays and when the team would be on like a little winning streak people love the costumes oh shit clinton porters who's he gonna be today you know mm-hmm. but when the team losing people don't want to see that shit and right. i don't you know i don't know how it went over at texas tech you know this old this 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 cheetah skin coat or whatever not cheetah skin but cheetah print I don't know how it went over at Texas Tech, but Virginia Tech can be an aggressive fan base from time to time. I would just caution, you know, Coach Jones, like, bro, if this shit ain't working, if we whiffing on Crutes or we losing, don't wear that coat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Big fast. Yeah, just don't wear the coat. Don't call yourself cheating, none of that shit. Uh, but for now, it's smiles, giggles, you know. But I'm in wait and see mode on that. But when this Chris Marv um, 
when his Chris Marv hire came down, which was yesterday, we record on a Wednesday, so Tuesday. Every Florida State fan I follow, and I follow a lot, believe it or not, I have a very diverse timeline. They was all saying, great coach, shitty recruiter. They all said that. And some Hokies chalked it off to uh, better Florida State fans, but I'm like, how can they be better Florida State fans? They're giving it up. They're saying he can coach. They're not saying he's a piece of shit. He can't recruit or coach. They're saying good coach, bad recruiter. You gotta, you gotta take both. Right. With you gotta take both with uh some seriousness because they didn't completely say, "Oh my God, we're losing Vince Lombardi," but they didn't say they're losing Justin Fuente either. Like they, you know, they said he, he does this well, he doesn't do that well. So you can't take the good and say, "I'm gonna take that," but fuck your opinion on. You know the recruiting. I mean, right? Yeah, so that I, was a more polarizing hire. I agree with that. Uh, I, I kind of, I'm interested to see kind of how it turns out because a lot of the other coaches we have on the current staff uh, seem to be pretty good recruiters uh, from what we, what we know. Uh, so it, it's kind of nice, maybe seeing if we can if we can use uh, if we can use Marv as as mainly just a coach, a pure coach, and kind of support him with other recruiters around him. Uh, and you know, maybe that'll kind of help him along his way in terms of recruiting. Um, I mean, he was only there at Florida state for a year, so I don't, I don't know, you know, what is, I mean, he could end up being a better recruiter down the road cause he's only 32, but his track record isn't that great right now. Um, and there's not right. a lot that he's got to show. Uh, so, you know, I'm, we don't really know there. That's kind of a, you know, to bring him in as DC, I didn't really see that coming at all, but, you know, Brent Price said before that he's going to be calling the plays on defense and he's going to be kind of grooming his defensive coordinator for later on. So that, I guess this is kind of his pick, his understudy type of guy. So, uh, right. you know, we got to just wait and see on how it how it turns out. But I mean, start of the season, Marv's not going to be calling the plays. It's going to be prime. And, and that's what and that's what concerns me, because if you are, you know, the, the defensive coordinator and being groomed or whatever the case may be, Okay, you're not even gonna be calling plays, and the streets are saying you can't even recruit. Right. So what the fuck you gonna be doing for the next year? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm assuming he's gonna be focusing in pretty heavily on linebackers, just because he spent time coaching linebackers at at Florida State. Uh, Brent mm-hmm. Pry coached linebackers at Penn State, so maybe there's a connection there where they're both linebacker guys. Uh, right. So, I mean, that's kind of all I can think of. Maybe he spent, he spends his time focusing on the linebackers because, you know. For right. what, and, and the Florida know. State fans that I trust, I have Florida State fans that hit me up before the news was official, and they were saying that their linebackers were one of their better units, although he didn't land a recruit while serving as linebackers coach. So, right. I, I, I got it. Like, I can't sit up here and take – Okay, he's a good coach. You know, he's highly respected in the coaching ranks. But I can just dismiss the whole he can't recruit shit because Florida State was struggling. Like, no, because part of it is still, I see it all the time, recruiting and selling ice to an Eskimo. You can't just say, well, the team was losing, so of course he didn't land one recruit. That don't make sense. So, right. yeah. No, I 100% agree. I think it's, you know, kind of wait and see. Uh, what he can do. And, you know, you, you want to hope that he meshes well with the rest of the staff and they can support him uh, in terms of recruiting. But 
you know, at, hopefully we can, we can at least hope that he's a good, you know, coach on the field. So. Yes. If, if, if he's an upgrade from, from Tracy Clays and shout out, shout out Jack Tyler because linebacker play had improved. Yes. Uh, under Jack Tyler, shout out to him. Hokey legend. Come on, Dobby Friday, say story. Um, Hopefully Jack Tyler and Jay Ham and I don't know if Tier Link is going or not. I haven't heard his name, but uh, hopefully they land on their feet. Um, that's just the, the game is the game. It's an ugly game. It's a dirty game. Uh, it it is what it is on that behalf. But um, I seen an interesting I seen an interesting tweet from Andy Bitter today on Wednesday, uh, December the seventh. And he tweeted that Virginia Tech is going to increase the budget, staff budget, based on team success. Yep. I so, saw if that. When, so if the team wins eight games, they get two hundred thousand dollars. Nine wins, three hundred, ten, four hundred, eleven, five hundred. You know, and, and so on and so forth. So if they win a natty, I guess you know they get a a, a merely uh increased staff budget. And I think. Uh, a pay for play type of model is huge. Yeah. Because especially these because days. Especially these days. Like, so Wit is acknowledging, okay, Fuente, you might have been on to something. Maybe the budget wasn't what it should be. Maybe the money wasn't quite right. Maybe shit has slipped, you know, but at the same time, that is no excuse. There's no full excuse why you doing the shit you're doing. But you, he did have some good ideas. Justin Fuente did, in a fucked up way, bring awareness to the money situation. I'll give him his credit for that. Yeah, he's still a, he's still a, he's still kind of a hoe for going about shit the way he did and using certain people to get that agenda out there and trying to use it as a crutch to offset the fact that people didn't like him because they ain't got shit to do with money. But um, that that Wit has acknowledged basically saying, okay, win games, more money will flow, and 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 that that goes without saying anyway, because more people are donating, you know, more fans are going to games, more money's being spent anyway. So right with the natural money that would have came in regardless, with them being successful, is literal money tied to their performance, which is great. Yeah, no, I agree. For eight wins, it's two hundred thousand dollars more. Nine is three hundred. Ten is four hundred, and eleven is five hundred. Um, so you know, all those wins are gonna mean a lot. I mean, finishing eight or finishing nine is gonna mean a hundred thousand dollars, which is you know important. Right. Every every win is money in the bank for the future. Yep. Uh, no, I mean yeah. you're totally right about the Fuente stuff. He t- he set up he, the best thing he did was set up the the money for the future coaches. I mean, that was really the, the best thing he did it during his time at Virginia Tech is, is set that foundation. And now it's going to help this staff. Gonna help the, it's going to help this staff in, in ways that he probably didn't even think because he probably would have just – I think Fuente with an increased budget would have been the same person. Oh, I, yeah. I'll go yeah. by yeah. that. Like uh, people say, oh, we need more money. Why? Wow, so Fuente can piss off more recruits? Like – Fuente is the type of coach where he probably came to Virginia Tech not thinking he would have to see it. He was probably thinking Virginia Tech, the logo was going to recruit itself. All he right. has to do is coach the kids when they come in. 
And when he realized, oh shit, the staff, the recruiting staff isn't that big, and the the we don't have the arcades and barbershops to make kids want to come regardless, he probably was like, fuck, I gotta like recruit. Oh fuck, no, nah, I ain't, I ain't playing all this. Um, shit, we need money, <laughs> and he probably went from there. So, yeah, Fuente's next job, he's probably gonna make sure he's at a at Alabama as an analyst or some shit just so he don't have to recruit. Like, look, that logo gonna recruit itself, bring in the five stars and let let me coast on their talent. Cause I, I don't I don't see no I don't see no evidence of him actually coaching anybody up. So yeah that and he needs to go to a, a place where he doesn't need to recruit a certain area of kids to be successful. Like you got to be able to yeah, recruit he don't Virginia. need to recruit at all. Yeah. He don't need to recruit at all. He needs <laughs> to be in a position where you bring the, the great kids to him. And he tell them, yeah, throw the touchdown. Oh, make sure you throw the touchdown every time. Yeah, That's I don't know if court. there's a place for that in, uh, in Power Five football. I don't think. I don't think you go to Bama. Let them coach Bryce Young at Bama. Hey, man, throw it. Yeah, that touchdown you threw was good. good Bry- Bryce Young about to fall off, lose millions of dollars, man. Don't wish that shit on Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, putting putting that juju on Bryce Young. My bad, my bad. Um, we we had um. There's been transfers and opt-outs since the season has ended. I think Knox Kadem started off the festivities. No surprise there. Uh, God bless you, man. Bridgewater going to be lit uh, when they get <laughs> Knox Kadem. Shout out, shout out Bridgewater, man. My dog, my, uh, my high school quarterback, he got a scholarship to Bridgewater, man. Shout out, shout out man, Anthony Chicarello leading us to, like, one win and getting that Bridgewater scholarly. <laughs> Shout outs, Holmes. Wherever he <laughs> On the side though, Chickarello cleared me. Um, we was playing flag football uh at Mitchville High School, and he laid me the fuck out. I was running like a little crosser pad to caught the ball. Laid laid me the fuck out. So <laughs> shout outs. Shout outs, bro. Let me put some respect on your name. <laughs> um but yeah, Knox gonna tear it up at Bridgewater. He'll probably be the most talent they ever had there. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Uh James Mitchell announced, I believe, either Monday or Tuesday, that he is foregoing his final year of eligibility. He's trying his hand at the NFL. God bless you. Yep. Um honestly thought uh, he would have done it last year. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely had a bigger name last year. Even if he would have went fifth or sixth round last year. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean he would have he would have been on the team. Yeah, I mean tight ends usually don't don't really go that that high anyways. So you know fourth, fifth, sixth round grade is probably where he would fall. And you know look at Khalil Herbert; he was a sixth round grade and he's doing great in the NFL so far. So yeah, yeah, I think I think he should have just I think he should have bounced. But uh, James Mitchell was a Fuente guy through and through. That was yep. his guy. He believed in him, and um, he probably cost himself money money. Uh, fooling with Fuente for another year because you gotta remember this was a this was a kid that Fuente had returning punts and taking handoffs and mm-hmm. he was getting running back carries and sweeps and he was be he was heavily utilized so I can get why James Mitchell would believe in him but right. that iron was kind of hot last offseason I mean I mean Virginia Tech fans because we're the only people delusional enough to think this but the Virginia Tech fans thought he was comparable to Kyle Pitts. Yeah so yeah, they that was that was kind oh, of a wild man. ass yeah. take, nasty ass take. I mean, he, maybe nasty he would. Era, I, I would 
you know, last year I would say, you know, he he was a, a solid, a solid tier below Pat Fryermuth, and Pat Fryermuth was a good tier below Pitts. So you're totally right. Yes. He would have been like that that four, five, six round tight end, but even still, he's making a roster and he can still play well yeah. and stay on the team, you know. And now he's yeah. coming off an injury. So I, I hope that his draft stock is still there. I'm sure they'll look oh, at I hope so too. You know, his stuff last year, but yeah, definitely his versatility should should, should pop out yep. on, on, on the screen. Uh, Trey Turner also made his intentions clear that he is opting out the bowl game and he is trying his head at the NFL. One of the one of the best ambassadors of Hokie football because Trey Turner came into the program 2018 class. Mm-hmm. And um all he knows is losing or mediocrity right um and he still never never quit the team played through injuries uh took fan criticism and he put the logo on his back and he ran with it so yeah and he and and he's leaving in the top what seven all-time receivers as far as perception so and i don't think he ever went above 700 yards in a single season in a single season either. Uh, and a lot of that was, you know, they didn't even throw him the ball enough either. Right. I thought he should have gotten more targets. Oh yeah. You, you, you talking about quarterback play and yep. just the way he was utilized in the offense period. It, to just leave wasn't a enough. career to, to leave a career uh, in the receptions category during this era of Virginia tech football is a blessing. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be a it's got to be a blessing. Um, shout I think out Trey the, Turner. I think the big thing for Trey Turner too is he was part of the the eighteen class and he came in and and right away during that Florida State game uh, made a couple big catches and he was kind of like mm-hmm. the first player from that class to really pop and stand out and he was just right. he was so exciting so he was like he just like was a fan favorite right away and he's been that fan favorite for four years and he never you know we saw people transfer out and he never. He never left. He never right. put his name in the portal. And he probably should have been left. Yeah, I mean, there was multiple God times God where bless. I thought he he was gone. Like, I was like, there's no way he's staying. God, but God bless. He stayed on. Yep. A lot of his – because a lot of the, his teammates, like the Sean Savoy's and Phil Patterson's and uh, Khalil Pimpleton's and all, they, they all dipped. <laughs> yeah, spe- specifically dipped. like – Juan Ellis, like they all dipped. Yeah, it, even his friends were back at home, like uh, like Mook and uh, and Hennon Hooker and um, you know DJ Cross and they were those were kind of the guys. The reason that he wanted to come to Tech with them, and eventually they were all gone, and he still decided to stay. So he stuck it out. So shout out, salute to Trey Turner, a leg, a legend, a warrior, uh, a Hokie icon. Like I, I better not ever hear. Three years from now, ten years from now, twenty-five years from now, Trey Turner tweet: I don't even feel welcome in Blacksburg. I will literally go out out there and start punching people in the face. <laughs> like, Big like facts. he should never feel like, damn, I don't even feel comfortable. I don't even feel like I'm at home. And but he should always feel good around yeah, here. Yeah, that's facts. Jordan Williams is also he made his intentions known. He's opting out of the bowl game. He is trying his hand at the NFL draft. Uh, salute Jordan Williams. He was only here for a year. Clemson transfer. Yep. He put, he, put, he, got, he got some He got some solid film out there. He was part mm-hmm. of the rotation 
Uh, hopefully he gets picked up by somebody. Now, out of those three, those are the ones I see more, most likely playing on Sunday. Uh, well, even if they got to get on undrafted free agent, I can still see them making a 53-man roster one day. Yeah. Even yeah. if they got to do some practice squads for a year or two, whatever the case may be, because the grind ain't the same for everybody. Yeah, I think now, I think the only other okay. person I'd add in there is Brock Hoffman. I think maybe he can Brock, make a roster and, and, and possibly stick around. It's good, because I was about to get to him next. Brock Hoffman, he made his intentions known today that he's foregoing his final year eligibility, and he's playing in the bowl game. He's going to play in the bowl game, but he's up. He's is he's foregoing his final year. He is going pro. I don't know if Brock would ever make a 53 man roster. Uh, it'd be dope if he did, but um, I don't know. I, I he didn't look as dominant. Yeah, as, as we thought he, he would look, look as he as he as we thought when he played next to Nestor. When he played next to when he played next to when he played next to Nestor and Hudson, it looked different. And yeah, yeah. Part of you know, I mean shit, when you line up part of offensive line is the cohesiveness and yeah, cohesion and you know, chemistry and things like that. But it to my untrained opinion, I'm just a motherfucker with a smartphone. I'm nobody. But it seemed it seemed like he was a more dominant player playing next to those guys than this year. He still you know, I you know his effort. His effort was always there. He he made he had unsportsmanlike plays and shit, but that's part of it too. I don't. Yeah, I, he had, he had that nasty it, mentality hope, that linemen have. Streak. You know, yes. and I feel like sometimes that can carry you through an NFL uh, career if you kind of have that sort of killer mentality as a lineman. Oh yeah, and, if Brock Hoffman can turn out to be the next Richie Incognito, God bless him. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> Only reason why without I see the, him, you know, without the racism and shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That Richie was doing exactly. Amari Barno. This was a surprising one, honestly. Amari Barno has decided to forego his final year of eligibility, and he's going into the NFL. This one's, this one's crazy because, like we've been saying. If you just look at Amari Barno, you would say that's a first round pick. If you just look at if he just stood in front of you, you would say that's a first round pick. Yep. But the film, the film is not going to be kind to him outside of a couple of games. His 2020 season was, you know, pretty good considering he was a rotational player. His UNC game, like if you just show a scout that shit, he'd probably go in the top 15 picks. Yep, but a season was played after that, and I don't know. He just looks raw still. No, he still has not, not much moves. He, I don't think he took um, that next step. That you know, we talked about it over the summer when we were evaluating how this team would be, and part of the defense improving was seeing his improvement. But it really wasn't what we thought it would be. Yeah, he never developed. He never developed any pass rush moves outside of being bigger, stronger, faster than the people he played in front of. And if and if he played anybody with some technique. He kind of got stoned. Like he really right. didn't have. He never developed a bag outside of. Okay, he was a he was a great spy. He could spy. He could close ground real real fast. 
he'll probably he'll probably run four or five in the forty, and he's probably what six five or some crazy shit. So his measurables are going to be off the charts. He probably will do great with the uh, what they call that shit, weightlifting with a bench yeah. bench press. He'll probably do great with all that shit, but um, I think when it comes to the tape, I think the tape is gonna cost him some money. Yeah, but, I do. Uh, I do too. It's gonna come down to this. I I th- think he got an offer from the Senior Bowl, and I'm not sure if he's accepted to go yet. But if he does, I think the Senior Bowl is gonna kind of make or break his draft his draft stock if it's even. Yes, he's gonna need to have a great senior. He's gonna have to have a excellent senior bowl and not even the game he's gonna have to have a great senior bowl week and uh yeah one-on-ones very important i've seen some motherfuckers make some money on senior bowl week so it it can definitely happen and lasita smith is also leaving for the nfl so that's two offensive linemen um Mm -hmm. from a from a line that struggled at times um I believe Lasita Smith also opted out of the bowl game. So he did. He mentioned that his ankle wasn't fully uh, back to being healthy, and, and he uh, wants to like take care of his body. So it's like the biggest reason for him, which I respect. So, so God bless who's blocking for uh, Braxton Burmeister in this bowl game. <laughs> uh, God, God bless Braxton Burmeister himself, who's yeah. fi- who's finally probably he probably finally wakes up with just like a little bit of pain instead of the shit he was waking up in all fall. Uh, but uh, you, you're going to be getting touched a lot more in this bowl game. So I think that covers all of the transfers. Oh, Tavion Robinson. Shit. Yeah. Biggest <laughs> one. Biggest one. Well, you, jinx, portal. you jinx, you jinx this one last week on the podcast. You said that you, you were like, Tavion Robinson probably won't transfer. I just think he's a good dude. <laughs> and literally next day, <laughs> yeah, literally, literally next day, <laughs> he transfers. He said, shit. he said, oh, where I got some for you. Tavion Robinson <laughs> is hitting the transfer portal. He is not going to the NFL yet. Um, he's going to play out. He should have two years eligibility because of the COVID year. Um, and God bless him and his intentions. Hopefully, he, I, I honestly want him to stay on the East Coast. Um, ACC or SEC if that's available to him. Uh, Tavion Robinson at an NC State would be crazy. I would love to see Tavion at like an NC State. ACC Atlantic. Somebody, somewhere we don't got to see him, but he's still close. Yeah. Like that. Maybe Wake Forest. Um, they like to throw at Wake Forest. Um, you know, like a team like that. Yeah. Be it, shit, maybe South Carolina. That'd be kind of cool if they can put together an offense. Right. They got a coach at quarterback. Tavion on one day. He it like they got a grad assistant playing quarterback. He might as well stay here. Like right. if you go to South Carolina. That's what Especially yeah. And let me unless they unless they figure team. something out there. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are in the transfer portal though. So he might go somewhere there with another quarterback. A ton of transfer portal and I'm talking all the way from former number one players like like uh Quinn Ewers. Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler from number one rated quarterbacks to Knox Cattle. Guys <laughs> to Knox to Knox to guys um who have been starters and looking for a fresh start to guys who've never played. So yep. it's a lot of I think NCAA F Nation 
Uh, shout out, man. Come on, Donkey Fridays, bro. You got a lot of knowledge and information. But he tweeted me and said, um, at this time last year, there was like 270-something less players in the portal. So the portal is going crazy right now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's guys waiting on coaching news, and they're basically – and, and, and let's be clear to the people listening. It's a lot of old heads probably listening. Like, that transfer portal and is ruining the game. Just because you're in the transfer portal don't mean you're leaving. Uh, kids be in the portal all the time and say, you know what? I They just – it's like free agency. They're just yeah. dipping their toe out there. They're seeing who calls back. And if their offers don't line up, they do a Sean McLeese or they do a hand hooker and they just come back into the fold. Justin fucking Fuente is gone. So that if you go into the portal, you're gone forever. Shit is over with. I think right. Brent Pry would off would welcome Tavion Robinson back with open arms, super super open arms. Um, <laughs> he's probably calling so him right now, bro. If he's probably recruiting Tavion Robinson like he is recruiting Ramon Brown to stay in the 2021 right. 2022 club. He's probably he's probably talking to Tavion every day. Like, listen. We don't have an OC yet, but I assure you, we will get you the ball next year. And Tavion's like, I hear that. And he's also hearing, you know, the next team's pitch. So, right. Um, like, just because somebody's portal don't mean they're gone. So, I've I seen a lot of people on for other teams, not us, like, go crazy on some of their portal people. Like, when uh, yours, uh, transfer portal from Ohio State and he used us and he he took NIL money from us and it's like that kid was 17 years old he opted out of high school football and y'all played the game y'all offered money he didn't he, it's it's a it's a game that everybody's playing so don't go on message boards and trash a 17 a kid who should be a senior in high school and say he used us no cuz you used him so it goes both ways right um he, he, he understands his worth. He made a couple of dollars. C.J. Stroud is a young player. He's not exactly a senior. C.J. Stroud ain't going nowhere no time soon. And, and, and yours is probably like, okay, I feel like I can play somewhere. And if he turns out to be Tate Martell or one of these busts, then we'll get our jokes off. But yeah, no need to come at the kid's character or his hairstyle and all the other crazy shit Ohio fans was talking about. Like, who the fuck are Ohio fans, Ohio State fans, like your quarterback before CJ Stroud literally was a transfer portal player. So yeah, and uh I, I will, they they claim Joe Burrow still and he was a transfer transfer portal player too. So. I will never understand like college football fans who hate the transfer portal and at this point your team is probably carried by a player from the transfer portal. Yep. Like Virginia 100%. Tech fans can oh my god, that transfer portal is killing college football. Did it kill college football when Khalil Herbert dragged our ass to five wins last year? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like it gives, it, it gives, and it takes away. Uh, for every player you lose from the portal, you can gain another, a better player. Right. It's like playing a lottery. So you got to manage it. You got to manage it like free agency. You got to manage it, and this is why I think having recruiters on your staff is even more important today than three, four years ago, because now you have to look at your own recruiting class and say half y'all motherfuckers gonna leave you gotta look at that and say half of y'all are not gonna stay right you have to recruit 24 7 365 days a year 24 7 now because with the portal 
even if you, you got to look at your own class and say, maybe 10 of you motherfuckers might do your whole eligibility and maybe five of y'all might be good. Right. It's, and it's about to be a numbers game out here. Yeah. And that's why it's also important to recruit as widely and as heavily as you possibly can, because if you can recruit, if you're recruiting other people that are going to different schools and you still have like that recruit that you recruited later on, if that player enters a transport, like you have an evaluation on that player. Whereas like the Fuente staff yeah. feel like they didn't know anybody. So they didn't know these kids in the portal. Like if you recruit as wide as you can, you'll know more players in the portal, which makes it easier to work it. So. That, is, that, that is also true. So shout out Tavion Robinson. We know you landed on your feet. Um, to all the, to all the, you know, to the D two coaches and the lower and the G five coaches who think, oh, all oh, y'all ain't gonna get picked up. Uh, every time a, every time a player goes portal, that scholarship opens up. So how the fuck is there's five thousand players in the portal, and that's not an accurate number. I'm just saying there's five thousand players in the portal, but a thousand scholarships. Stop trying to use fear based shit to try to keep kids to stay. You got to just work the portal, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and some players will gamble on themselves to go somewhere without a scholarship just because they want to play for a certain school or play for a certain coach. Right. That's still their decision. And, and they're gonna be asked out. And, mm-hmm. and if, if 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 a player leaves in uh Indiana or San Jose State thinking they got Bama talent, and Bama don't hit them up, okay, it's time to take your happy ass back to Indiana. Just hopefully that spot ain't filled, or you got to go to Norfolk State or some shit. Mm-hmm. It is, but there's a spot somewhere. There's right. always a spot somewhere. Because uh, they try to, they do this shit all the time. Like, oh, it's 17,000 players in the portal. And okay, <laughs> how many of them are field hockey players? Because we don't count them. Mm-hmm. That's some different. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, yeah. Also, Bobby Haskins, UVA legend, transfer portal. Yeah. Chenga Hodge is apparently going to the NFL too. Fuck, he going pro for? Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of a wild one. I was like, hey man. Oh yeah, so Chenga Hodge, shout out Chenga Hodge. Um, I think Chenga Hodge got a couple of catches from last year. Um, the pro shit, that's crazy. I think I, I would have tried to get, I would have tried to get one more transfer, grad transfer in, and yeah, try to put facts. the numbers up. But. That's what I thought, too. I was like, if he's going to go anywhere, he's going to transfer. I did not expect him to go to the draft. But, hey. Yeah. Hey, he got some Villanova film, so. Hey, yep. yep. Maybe, that, that, maybe that'll work for him. Yep. Last last weekend, no Virginia Tech football. No Virginia Tech game to recap. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, There's still lies to discuss. Um, yep. Plenty of lies to discuss. <laughs> Still lies to discuss. Oregon, the, the, the Pac-12 championship game had Utah blow out Oregon. Utah is Pac-12 champions. Oregon, uh, not only did they lose the game, but they lost their coach, Mario yeah. Cristobal. They were like five, like five weeks ago they were in the playoffs, and now they're out of the playoffs, out of a New Year's Six Bowl, and don't have a coach. So crazy life, life, for Oregon. life comes at you. Life comes at you fast. Comes at you and fast. if you and if you're Oregon, and if you're Oregon, that's gotta be. It, it's gotta take a hit to your ego if you're oh, Oregon yeah. because Oregon's not a blue blood 
program. They don't have like lots of national championships. They're new money. They like to call, you know, some teams yeah. new money. Oregon is new money, literally new money. They got the facilities. They got the Nike uh, research and all that shit and sports science and field night. And they got the best uniforms and they fly every week. And they're pretty top 15 program in the country. But this is the second time in, in only like, what, four or five years, four or five years that a yep. coach left Oregon for a lesser, I won't say lesser program, but for like a, 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 a team in a worse spot than Oregon, in a worse spot than Oregon currently. Right. They did it. They went through it with Willie Taggart um, a couple of years ago, not that long ago. They lost Willie Taggart to Florida State because that was his dream job or some shit. Yeah. And now they lose Mario Cristobal to Miami, which has been down horrendous for a couple of years. Yeah. It's also, it's kind of sad too, because it's also Cristobal's dream job too. Like, right. I mean, he played at Miami. He's from Miami. He coached at FIU and they threw like, like the deal that they gave him. Like, I don't think he could turn down for how much he loves Miami and would want to be there. Like, it's just, it's just a shitty situation. Like he just, he probably just couldn't turn that shit down to be honest. It's a shitty situation all the way around. Uh, especially the way Miami played it because Miami did all of this while keeping Manny Diaz employed. Yeah. That was some fuck shit. That was some wild shit. But he because, deserve it. Yeah. Cause he did that shit to temple. He did it to temple. So. Hey, the same thing make you laugh, make you cry. Fuck Manny Diaz. <laughs> it be like that. The game yeah. is the game. It is. <laughs> oh, that Manny Diaz pack going strong right now, man. They want his ass to fuck up out of there. <laughs> Miami, they kind of turn their season around, too. They have beat a couple ranked teams. They beat us. Um, they, The way they lost to Florida State kind of sealed his fate. They were going to at least try to get somebody else. But the wildest shit out of all is that nobody's really talking about. People are saying, oh, Manny Diaz got done wrong. He got done wrong. I'm going to tell you what they did him wrong. They didn't do him wrong hiring Cristobal or flirting with Cristobal. They did him wrong by saying, okay, if we don't get Cristobal, you can stay. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Watch your fucking mans. <laughs> If you think I would literally torpedo, I'm so petty. I would torpedo my own coaching career, telling them to eat a, eat my ass. Get the fuck out of it. No, fuck no, I'm not coming back. Yeah, there's no way. I told not a chance. Recruit, don't you know? Decommit right now. Sabotage no. the program. I'm sabotaging the program. Y'all got me fucked up. So shout out to Manny Diaz for being somewhat professional on the way out because I would have been talking crazy in there. <laughs> I, I would have been talking crazy <laughs> to the AD. They don't even have an AD. They just hired the AD uh, like before we started re- recording. Yeah. It's, I would have been talking crazy uh, to the president. Somebody. Somebody owe me a conversation. To the news. Hop on the Miami uh, local news. I would have been on the my the Miami Herald talking crazy. <laughs> I would have been on the news. Oh, oh man, they, I, it would have been the most infamous day 
in Miami football history because I would have been on one. They asked me to come back. Not a fucking chance. Imagine your girlfriend say, listen, I'm going on a date tonight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If I come home by myself, like, you're going to still be here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm packing my bags right there. I'm saying stop. Oh, packing my bag. I'm saying stop. Every ounce of restraint and me not to strangle. What the fuck? <laughs> and we do not advocate violence against women. But I'm just saying, if you don't think about strangling a bitch, like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, no. No, 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 no. Oh, fuck no. Shout out to Manny Diaz. Who we talk about? Bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> We went off on the tangent, but yeah, uh, that's, yeah. that's what y'all come to Don V Fridays for anyway, the goofy shit. Uh, Baylor beat Oklahoma State in a game that I blindly predicted. It was just a bland, bland shot. Baylor got it done. Yep. I blindly <laughs> lied. It ended in, it ended crazy, too, with that, with that crazy. almost touchdown. And why the Big 12 always fumbles the bag. Like, they could have probably been in the playoff mix, maybe, if they won. Alabama went and kind of fucked them over, but, like, they fumbled the bag big time. Yeah, shout out to Baylor. Baylor. I think Dave Aranda is his name was in these streets for a lot of jobs, but um, I think as of right now, he's still the coach. Yeah, he can build a solid program at Baylor. So <laughs> I think you never know with these coaches. He might, this motherfucker might take the San Jose State job. Talking about man, look, man, I'm from here. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is home. You'll get your coach to like it ain't like back in the days where the coach stayed. No, nah, these coaches like man, look, man, I'm out. Yep. See the coaches, they like the kids, they leaving too. Fail faster than the kids. Shit. So shout out to Baylor. Uh true for the week. Bama beat the shit out of Georgia. Anybody that knows Alabama and Nick Saban, they do not lose opportunities to go to the playoff. Yeah. They're tough. They might they might lose in the playoff. You know, they you know, they're not spotless in the playoff. But you get if if you give them an opportunity, that's why I knew they were gonna be at Auburn. People, oh shit, help set alert. Man, niggas say they ain't losing that shit. It oh. just does not happen. Some things just don't happen. And 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 Georgia, you're never gonna kick the football, Charlie Brown. I don't care how close you get. You're yeah. not kicking the football. I also, before we while we speaking on Georgia, Matt Stafford did play in that 08 game. Yeah. By the way, I was, yeah. it was not Joe Cox. Shout out to Joe Cox, but uh, it wasn't you, my boy. It was Matt Stafford. It's just Bama was so dominant. I don't remember Matt Stafford playing. I thought it was Joe Cox. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week, but even even for how good Georgia's defense is, like Bryce Young is still just better, and like. Yeah. He was dropping dimes the whole game, like throws that Stetson Bennett could never make. And it was the game changer. Like he had better receivers too. I mean, it was just all around Bama's offenses. No matter how good Georgia's defense is, like their offense is just better. And it's just always going to be better when you have a quarterback like Bryce Young. In 2021, elite offense beats elite defense. If the talent is the same. If the talent is comparable and the ranks are comparable, Offense wins. I know that hurts the Virginia Tech fans so because Beamer Ball and Bud Lunch Pale D. If you are building 
a, a program around your defense, you're you're setting you're setting yourself up to get your ass. I heard I had people telling me that Georgia's defense is overrated. How? No, that's one of the greatest defenses of the, of this decade. They just, they just played yeah. an elite offense with elite, elite players, offense. bro. Elite offense beats elite defense. Nick Saban said that himself. In twenty in this era of college football, you would be crazy to just I'm gonna just help my defense. You cannot rely on your defense to hold up against an elite offense. They are not gonna do it. Can your elite defense stop? A good offense? Yeah, probably. But they're not stopping the elite offense, bro. It's too potent. You're just not going to do it. Yep, yep. So the I other... hope Brent Pratt is, like, I know he wants to build up the defense. He's a defensive guy, but this offensive coordinator hire, he needs to bring in somebody that's going to bring in talent, coach it, develop it, and put points on the board. Because hoping your defense do it every week, is not the way. Right. No, I completely agree. It's that that's like the big thing right now that I'm really waiting on for Virginia Tech is like that that offensive coordinator hire, you know, because if they're going to Ramon Brown's house, like you gotta think that probably has some names that he's telling them of like dudes that they might bring in. So like it's gonna be a big day when they when they find the offensive coordinator, whoever it is. Yeah, Joe Brady, come on down. <laughs> yeah, come on bro. Down, Joe Brady. <laughs> I wish we had that poll, but we don't. Like, he's totally going somewhere else. Uh, even though he got fired, yeah. like, he's, his right. name is just too big oh, for yeah. Tech. After what he did for LSU and Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, he would, like, if if Joe Brady could turn, like, Braxton Burmeister into, like, a, a viable quarterback, like, give him a head coaching job somewhere. Oh, yeah, that he definitely man, could. He would be a fucking genius. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Georgia Law. Yeah. And then Michigan. Michigan, Iowa. Yeah. This is the game that you Iowa. said you were more interested in. Yeah. Yeah, I said I thought Iowa would keep it somewhat close. I thought um, I thought Michigan would win, but I was like, I we're going to keep it competitive because I was one of those scrappy teams. They normally don't get embarrassed a lot. But, nah, man, playoff stakes. Jim Harbaugh was like, fuck that. I'm cashing yeah. this ticket. Yeah. Nah. I mean, what do you think of Michigan after this game? I like Michigan. I like Michigan I think, a lot. I think Michigan, I think with Georgia's current offensive situation with Stetson Bennett, and you got and you got a top five pick on Michigan's defensive line who's gonna be looking to hunt. I think I think I, I don't know if Michigan can beat Georgia. I still think Georgia is more talented all around, but I do think I think Michigan can play with Georgia. I don't think Michigan is gonna get uh embarrassed. I agree. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I mean, the spread, I think, is like six and a half, seven in Georgia's favor. Uh, but fuck, dude, Michigan looks pretty good. And Aiden Hutchison looks like one of the best players in the country. I wouldn't right. be surprised. He's a Heisman finalist. Yeah, I would not be surprised if the Lions took him at one, especially with the Michigan ties. And he was raised, born and raised near Detroit. Like, he could be the right. first and overall have, pick. And they have a quarterback. Like the Lions, like I would rather take Jared Goff over Kenny Pickett or whoever they, you know, try to promote as the best quarterback and try to make him number one. I would take Jared Goff over any quarterback in this class. 
that's yeah. that that we think is going pro so far. Um, yeah, I mean, the so, other, and next year's quarterbacks are going to be way better. I mean, Bryce Young's going to be the mix. So if the Lions tank another year and pick Bryce Young, it's way better than Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral. Right. I, I would I would go, even if I got to go through another year of Jared Goff, and he is sorry, I would rather do one more year of Jared Goff than 10 years of Kenny Pickett or five years of Kenny Pickett. Facts. So, Facts. So if you're the Lions, you take Hutchinson or Thibodeau, you know, whatever the whatever their preference is. It, it'll probably be Hutchison because like you said, the local stuff. But yeah. I, I mean if Thibodeau, if Thibodeau's better, he's better. We're gonna let <laughs> Yeah, he like, you, know, you know I feel like, I feel like you know Hutchison's got a kind of like a Dan Campbell guy and the vibes in Detroit definitely definitely are more Hutchinson's speed, uh, especially with Dan Campbell. So I, I, that's just me as a Michigan guy. Like I, I totally, I totally see Hutchison being the pick, but you know, they did have, they do have Penny Swell and he's an Oregon dude. So if they took Thibodeau as back-to-back Oregon dudes that you build your team around. So that's kind of cool, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. But then the pit. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Kenny Pickett, Pitt and Wake played later. Uh, I think you picked Pitt in this game for a, for a bad so reason. Yeah. For a bad. Yeah, yeah. I need those. I need those sheep. Where you, where you at? Yeah. I need them. You put out the bag. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yep. I ain't put out the, I ain't put out this shit. You put out the bag. I need those. The only really the biggest the most interesting thing about this game was that fake slide. So what it what's yes. your take? What's your what's your take on this whole like fake slide stuff? Because people are like, kind of um, like outraged. As a Virginia Tech fan and specifically a Michael Vick fan. I can't pretend to be outraged about a fake slide. Michael Vick used to fake slide, and he used to fake go out of bounds and, and, and make bigger plays. So I would be a hypocrite to be uh, outraged or mad about the fake slide. I do agree that the rule is put in place to protect the quarterback. So don't, I guess, abuse it because – it's like, you know, fair catching the punt and then returning it. Like you gave yourself up, get the fuck out of right. here. Right. Like you you can't you cannot continue to play after that. So maybe they put a rule in place where if you if you begin to slide or act like you begin to give yourself up, whistle, blow the play dead. You cannot continue to play football after uh, and people told the defense, well, you gotta be more alert. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean no. See the thing is, is like to me, it's like if you if you're returning a if you're if you're returning a kick and as soon as you catch it, you fake knee, like you don't put your yes. knee all the way down, like you half right. knee it and then half the, and then they just walk off the field. You return it, like it, they call that dead. Like if you do that, they call that shit dead. They don't let you do that. Right. So. Right. You cannot be abusing the rules that's put in place to protect you. Yeah, and honestly, the rules to protect you weren't as big of a thing when Vic was playing as they are now. Like, they penalize you way more if you're anywhere close to the quarterback when they slide. So, like, players have to let up more than they've ever had, I feel, which is why I can see why people were upset with it. Right. So, if I'm a defensive coordinator and I'm playing against Kenny Pickett, who who might want to do it again, give me the 15 yards, man. Kill his ass. <laughs> Give me the 15 yards, bro. Like lay his ass out. Thanks. Make him not even make him not even think about considering running no more. All right. Okay. We'll take the 15 yards. 
and he won't do that shit no more this season. So, yep. And you know what? What else? Do you got on that? Yeah, Cincinnati was oh. the, the last one. Uh, I don't know if you watched this game, but it was pretty pretty cool setting. Uh, their stadium is pretty dope, and they were doing a blackout. They had the all red jerseys, uh, and they they smoked they smoked Houston. Uh, you know, what do you think about what do you think about Cincinnati? Do you think they're just gonna get absolutely torched by Bama? Like not even close. Like they yeah. don't even they yeah. don't even nothing. They they put Alabama at one for a reason. Yeah, like nothing as they 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 Cincinnati is gonna be made an example of and they're gonna say y'all wanted this. This right. is what you motherfuckers want. They could have easily kept Michigan, they could have put Michigan at one and they could have put Cincinnati versus Michigan. And I think Cincinnati would have had a better game with Michigan. But they wanted to they wanna they they want to get the people, y'all want blood, you're gonna get blood. So right. That's why they did it. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's going to be a statement game. If Cincinnati keeps it close, it's going to be like, hey, G5 teams can play. Uh, if they don't, it's going to be like yeah. G5 teams can't. And it's going to be like case closed either way. I mean, I just watched I just watched Alabama beat the shit out of Georgia. And I think Georgia this year will beat the shit out of Cincinnati. I know people are going to say Cincinnati played Georgia tight last year. <laughs> Georgia's defense wasn't even this last year. Georgia's defense was good. Georgia's defense this year was elite. Yeah. They definitely took that. I next don't step. think I don't think they could I don't think that I think Cincinnati would get embarrassed by Georgia and Bama. But I yeah. think they could have at least put put forth a valiant effort versus Michigan and say, okay, you know, good good for you. And and if you and if you go undefeated again, we'll consider it again. But I think the, the committee's like, listen, let these motherfuckers get their asses whooped so we can never hear about this G5 shit ever again. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the thing is, is they're going to see Cincinnati again because Cincinnati's going to be a power five team in like two years. So, right. you know, they're not, right, they're not gone. They go, and- to that, they go into that big 12 for now. A, a, fucking four, a fucking four loss Iowa State team might sneak your ass. That's the thing yeah. about power five ball. It's not really the the – like people think power five ball is hard because of the top of the of the, the creme de la creme of the conference. It's the it's the Thursday night road game that against the mid that that gets you. It's it's those sneaky it's sneaky good teams in power five conferences yeah. every year that don't go nowhere. So it's not the it's not the blackout game at home versus Oklahoma where everybody's there and you know where Oklahoma's gonna be leaving the conference. Whoever the Best of the Big Twelve is going to be Baylor or somebody. It's not that game. Y'all up for that one? It's the fucking Friday night game against Kansas, and it's their Super Bowl. Yeah. Those the games. Those that's what make Power Five so so hard. For yeah, I mean, real. we we know that we know that as Virginia Tech fans better than anybody. Like the Syracuse games, the Georgia Tech games, the Pitt games. Like yeah, those are the cool. ones that I'm more worried about than. Than the North Carolina and the Miami, like I worry about those games more. That's it's it's so it's 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 more of a weekend week out grind. And Cincinnati, Cincinnati's gonna have better players than only the bottom half of that conference. They're gonna be playing. They're gonna be playing even ball with everybody else. Man, you Texas and Oklahoma's leaving soon, but uh, Iowa State got a program over. I mean, Baylor's got a program like. Yeah, so uh, Sonny Dykes at at TCU could do some stuff too. So 
Yeah. Man, shout, shout out Sonny Dykes. And only because he got a funny name. So shout out to Sonny Dykes. <laughs> um, so, like we said, the college football playoff is set. Bama one, Michigan two, Georgia three, Cincinnati four. So that means we're going to get into this new year six, starting with the playoff games. The Cotton Bowl, Alabama, number one, Alabama versus number four, Cincinnati. Um, I think Cincinnati's going to get murdered, but. Yeah, I had for, I unfortunately think the same thing. Uh, we just kind of went over yeah. kind of why, but yeah, I, I, I hope we'll they keep it close. The but as, as the weeks go on and we find out who's actually heard and who whatever and what coaches are leaving and shit like that. But yeah, yeah. As of right now, I think I think you, you can put Bama minus thirty, minus forty. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be brutal. And then, and then, like oh. the, the most interesting ones. So let's let's talk about the Michigan Georgia game real quick. Michigan Georgia, the Orange, the Orange Bowl. Yeah, uh, Georgia versus Michigan, and this is interesting for Michigan because the last time they had a good team, they went to the Orange Bowl, um, in 2016. So it's kind of like a a redemption tour for Michigan, and, and and it's in the Orange Bowl. So I do think Georgia, as of right now, is better. But I, I don't think Michigan is going to get embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I, I do think that Cade McNamara and JJ McCarthy are better quarterbacks than Stetson Bennett. So I will say that, like, I mean, if you have better, if you have a better quarterback, like you're always in the game. And I think, I think Michigan's offense can keep a minute. Michigan's O line is also really good. Uh, so they, if they can run the ball on Georgia, like nobody's been able to do that. If they can do it, then like, That'll help them out. I doubt it though, because Georgia's D line is fucking crazy. Uh, yes, we'll see. We'll see. We shall so see. Like wait, I said, it's a wait and we'll see. We'll pick these against the spread as we get closer to game week. Yeah, you know, but he does something stupid. I did hear something though that Georgia coaches and the Georgia administration, if they had beaten Bama, they were gonna they wanted to pick to play in the Cotton Bowl uh, because they didn't want their players going out to Miami and it have it being like a distraction. And I never really thought of it yes. like that, but they get to pick now. Like oh, the whole yeah. team gets to pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and definitely Miami can be a distraction. Um, remember when Virginia Tech played Stanford in the Orange Bowl and and David Wilson was suspended for the first quarter because he had missed curfew uh, yeah. under the night. So yeah, it wasn't br- just David Wilson, but that's the only name I can remember right now. To all the other parties that stayed out and did some crazy shit in Miami, come on down Friday. Tell yeah. us what you did. It's um, it's it's definitely a real thing. I'm sure I'm sure they worry about worry about it too. So you know, hopefully nothing oh, happens. Yeah, Playing in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta, uh, the Orange Bowl in Miami, the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, or the Rose Bowl in LA, you have to be as a coach in the back of your mind concerned. Like, okay, these motherfuckers gonna do all week. Yeah. I do, I do want to say, though, uh, you know, these spreads can change, but, uh, you know, Alabama's only a 13-and-a-half-point favorite, and that's probably going to go up. That's so, going to go way up. Way up. Uh, way up. Michigan as an eight-point underdog might be interesting because the game might just be, like, low scoring. 
Like they might just not right. score. It might just be like a fucking right. seventeen to ten game. Unless, unless, and the only way I predict scoring <clears throat> is if it's a hell of pick sixes and short fields and shit, punt yeah. returns and shit. Exactly. And that's gonna that's gonna be a slugfest. Both teams want to run. Both teams like to run. That's right. gonna that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a way more interesting game to watch than the Cotton Bowl. Uh, the other New Year's Six, the Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. Notre Dame don't got no coach. Well, they got uh, Marcus Freeman. But uh, uh, Brian Kelly's gone, so you got that game. The Rose Bowl will be Utah Pac-12 champion versus Ohio State. That that that's going to be an interesting game to see. Um, because teams like Ohio State, when they don't go to the playoff, the players on that team normally looks at this shit like vacation and free stuff. Yeah, and that's that's the ones that don't opt out. And so I, the teams like Utah, and I'm I'm saying this because Utah has done it before. Utah beat Bama in the in the uh BCS bowl game. They beat Bama in the Sugar Bowl. Or yeah, I think it was the Sugar Bowl in 2008. And this Bama team had Julio Jones and Mark Ingram and the same Bama team that beat the shit out of that Georgia team I was talking about. Yeah. And um Utah with Brian Johnson, who's like a coach now, um, they beat they beat Alabama because that Alabama team in New Orleans, they went out, you know, chilled all week, you know, little fuck ass little boy team coming out here. It, it ain't no serious business. And Utah went out there and punched them in the mouth. It happens every year. So to to the Ohio to to the big boys. The, even a big bowl like an orange bowl and a rose bowl don't mean shit to them. It's hard for them to be motivated. It depends on the opponent, right? But the, to the to the when Boise when Boise State goes, it's that it's the world to them. So right, they take it a hell of a lot more serious. And trust and, and trust me, Boise State fucking beat Oklahoma in a Fiesta Bowl. So yeah, I mean that right. What you just said, like that's why I'm not that impressed with. This Rose Bowl, like I would, I would be way more excited if it was Oregon. Like if Oregon beat Utah at the Pac-12 championship, because then it would be the rematch: Ohio State, Oregon. Oregon won during the season, and then Ohio State would actually want to play. Like I feel like Ohio State's not really gonna want to play, and they got a lot of players going to the draft. And Ohio State feel they probably feel like they're in a lose lose because if they win, oh, you beat Utah, Pac-12 champion, big whoop. If you, I mean, if you win, you beat Utah. Oh well, you're Ohio State, and if you lose. It's over. Your reign is over with. People dancing on your grave. So, right. Yeah. No. It's sugar, just a... The Sugar Bowl. Baylor versus Ole Miss. Uh, Baylor was in the Sugar Bowl a couple years ago. They played Georgia and got whooped. Um, so they get a, they get some Sugar Bowl redemption, and they get to play Lane Kiffin. Anytime Lane Kiffin's on TV, he's must see TV. Him and his teams. Oh yeah. So that's definitely one I can't wait to see. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Matt Corral is playing in this game, though. If I'm, I well, he opted out. Of yeah, I'm pretty sure he opted out of the rest of the season. So, if I was Matt Corral, I probably, I probably would opt out too because didn't he have a game where he had like 30 carries? Yeah, he had a, he had 30 carries and 30 passes. He was 30 and 30. Yeah, yeah. Lane Lane Kiffin, he threw all caution to the wind. He said, "Listen, bro." You are going to win us games. We're going to do it on your back. So, 
Matt Corral probably said, you know what, bro? I'm a first-round pick regardless. I'm not Kenny Pickett. I don't need the reps. Uh, yeah, y'all, y'all have fun with that. And yeah, speaking facts. of that damn devil, the Peach Bowl, Mel Tucker, Michigan State, Sparty versus Pitt Panthers down in Atlanta. Uh, like I said, Kenny Kenny Pickett is the reason why he should not play. He could he could solidify himself if he does it against Michigan State. Michigan State is a tough outfit. That ain't no easy game. Um, yeah, so that one that ought to be interesting. I'm not sure about what Kenny with uh not Ken, what Kenneth Walker's situation is. I don't know if he opted out or not, but uh their offense kind of revolves around him. So if he's playing like I like Michigan State, if he's not, then probably maybe Pitt. It's just I don't know, it's kind of up in the air. Basically on Kenneth Walker to in my opinion, because Michigan State has looked like some shit when he's not playing well. Right. Right, right. He right. carried he carried the shit out. Of, I mean, he's like he's exactly like the, like the Khalil Herbert to Virginia Tech. He's like that for them. Like he's carrying the hell out of them this year. That that he did, and he's the reason why Michigan isn't undefeated and number one. Yep, he's the sole reason, and he's also the sole the sole reason, re- the sole reason for Mel Tucker getting a fucking ten year deal. Shout out to say shout out to Mel Tucker. Get that bag. Get yeah. that. Get that. Get that paper. My boy. And um, before we get into our bowl announcement and who our opponent is, the Heisman, the Heisman uh, finalists are, I think Bryce Young made it. Aiden Hutchinson made it. Um, is Kenny Pickett a finalist? Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett um, There's always four. I'm blanking, I'm blanking on the last one. It's probably Matt Corral. I know, it's probably some other quarterback, but. Bryce Young, oh, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, C.J. Yeah. Stroud. I don't think C.J. Stroud is going to win the Heisman. Kenny Pickett don't got a shot in hell. So what it comes down to is Aiden Hutchinson and Bryce Young, and they're not going to get the old Heisman to no defensive player. That yeah. shit is. It's when Bryce Young. When can Su didn't win the Heisman in 2009, it set a tone that, you have to be literally you have to have a 25 to 30 sack season and two or three pick sixes to ever be considered for a defensive player to win the Hasman. I don't think I don't think we'll see it in our lifetimes ever again after Charles Wilson did it. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think it's gonna happen. It would it would have had to take it would have had to take Bryce Young to have a bad game against Bama. I mean against Georgia and Aiden Hutchinson to play the way he has been playing. He would have had to have a nine-sack game yeah. in the championship game. Like, it would have took some crazy out. And and for a long time this year, everybody was kind of close. Like, who is the Hasman? Who, who? You know, nobody really took it. Right. Nobody really took it this year. So, But in the end, it was like, all right, Bryce Young got the numbers. Bama's Bama. Um, yeah, I think Bryce yeah. Young's performance, too, against Georgia – was we'll put yeah, him over the edge ass, too. He lit him up, ass, it, and like it wasn't like he was throwing to open receivers the whole game either. Like he threw us some nice windows, like some NFL throws. He looked good. He made some big time throws against an NFL defense. And uh, shout out Bryce Young. Then uh, I think he was the kid that um Nick Saban had revealed before the season. He almost got a million dollars in NIL deals, and he had some crusty old haters. 
Hey, you give a kid a million dollars, he ain't took a snap. Well, he took a lot of fucking snaps, and he's been worth every penny. He should be. He's 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 underpaid. He's underpaid because Bama done made a hell of a lot of fucking money on his arm this year, and they're gonna make a hell of a lot more if you take him to a natty. Right. So he's underpaid. So he, he took a snap. He almost got a million dollars. Well, he's underpaid. So yeah, here's that. Last but not least, Virginia Tech got the announcement what bowl game they will be playing in, and it's the new era pinstripe bowl in Yankee Stadium. Our opponent is the Maryland Terps. Uh, this game is interesting for several reasons. One, uh, it's a lot of players from the Fuente era that transferred to Maryland, whether that be DeWan Ellis or Sean Savoy. I don't think Sean Savoy is still there. No. DeWan Ellis is still there. Uh, Josh Jackson played at Maryland, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like it, it's, it used to be an ACC matchup, not a rivalry. We used to play them every couple of years. I think the last time we played Maryland, we lost, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, not a reason to tune into this game. Uh, Hokies got a shit ton of opt outs. I don't know yeah. who opted out opted out for Maryland yet, but. Uh, it's, it's, an inter- it's interesting. Yeah, probably a bunch of other players, too. I mean, it's going to be – I think it's going to be more so like a cool atmosphere, like playing in Yankee Stadium, playing in a baseball stadium in New York. Uh, that's probably the mo- most interesting part of this game, in my opinion. I mean, I guess, you know, if you're a Tech fan, like if you want to see some of the younger players on the team that might stick around, you might see some guys play that you've never seen before. So, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's definitely something to watch. For the young guys. And that's the best thing about the opt-outs. And I was – I remember when um, Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey, they were, like, the first to ever do it. They, like, they took the bullets for everybody. And even people like me who was pro player was, like, opting out the fucking bowl game? Like, who the fuck are you? Like, even me. And I'm normally pro player. I normally support everything these motherfuckers do. But when that when I first saw the news, it just – at first, it just didn't sit right. And I was just like, hold up, bro. You trying to tell me everybody – Everybody got to play, and we supposed to everybody supposed to just kiss your ass. But right. you know, after you know, now that is normal. Obviously, I get it. Even then, I got it. But my initial thoughts was, "Oh, whoa, who the fuck are you?" So, um, yeah, man, I I agree. I think with, I think there needs to be more incentive around around players yeah. playing because there's but just especially there's with not. nil. All right, these bowl sponsors. Hey, hit them cash ups. Yeah, facts. And there's there's incentives for coaches, you know. Right, like, like we just bowl, talked yeah. about earlier this earlier this podcast. Like, uh, you know, I can go back and check, but I'm pretty sure this current staff gets 50k if they make a bowl. You know, so obviously they're gonna want to make the bowl. They're gonna want to play in the bowl, but uh, you know, maybe with nil they can, like you said, sponsor it to where like if you play in the bowl, you get X amount of money or whatever. And then players right. will be like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm more inclined to play. Yeah. Like, I'll play. Player, player of the game. Put a, put a little yeah. something, something. Because cause New Era sponsoring the bowl game. So I'm pretty sure they're going to get, like, a, a goodie bag, some some sweatshirts, you know, some maybe right. some New Era hats. Maybe not no flat hats, but, like, you know, New Era apparel and shit. And some, some lanyards and shit, some water bottles, a bunch of shit that they ain't going to give a fuck about tomorrow. But, man, look, bless the cash app. Um, bless that cash app. Right, is all I can say. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I think they just need to make it, make it more interesting. Like, 
you know, funnel that money into the Bulls in a better way so we can see some better matchups. Bro, like, to be honest, like, I'm not even planning on watching half these fucking bowl games. Like, it's like 44 bowls. Yeah, and I probably won't watch – I'll probably watch maybe a quarter of them. I'll watch maybe a couple. I won't even like. I'm not even that interested in the New Year's Six bowls, let alone you mean to tell me I'm gonna watch the fucking Duke Mayo Bowl? Like, come on. So I'm like, gonna they, watch the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> UVA is playing. I don't even remember who the fuck they playing. They're playing in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. So, <laughs> like, little brother, you know, that little bro. So it's only right that they play at Little Bro Stadium. In another ballpark, that's a little bro to the ballpark that we're playing. Yeah, you know? makes perfect sense. Makes perfect and they got, sense. And they got a little bro sponsor too, Wasabi. Worse, Wasabi. Worse, worse than New Era. I don't know. I don't know what Wasabi is, but it's worse. I thought Wasabi was the shit you put on sushi that don't nobody like. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I guess they got a fucking company. <laughs> that motherfuckers trademark some shit that we don't even like to eat. <laughs> These motherfuckers make a dollar on anything, man. <laughs> but shout out to Wasabi. <laughs> they had a big enough bag to sponsor something. Yeah. Hey, good for them. Good for them. But that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Uh, I will be. Are, I will. Be, I will be watching the the Barstool Bowl because my boys Central Michigan is playing the Barstool Bowl against. Uh, Okay. Against Boise State and Central Michigan is at the leading rusher in the nation. So yo, shout out Lou. Shout out Lou Nichols. Watch the watch the Barstool Bowl. That might actually be pretty funny. They might have some shit the going bar on. The Barstool Bowl is going to have the best coverage out of all. Oh, 100%. 100%. And the matchup's dope because I can tell you Central's offense is actually pretty sweet and Boise State's a good matchup. So, like, they're going to cover the shit out of it. It's going to be cool. They're definitely, it's in, it's in Arizona. It's in Arizona Stadium. So, weather's going to be nice too. Like, it's definitely Shout out dope. to the Barstool. But Shout out to the Barstool, man. Look, man, I know Jeff Portnoy is a racist and a rapist and all this other shit going on. But look, man, Jeff Portnoy, drop that bag, bro. Yeah, facts. facts. Drop that bag. Facts. We'll, we'll discuss all the racism. <laughs> on the, hey, come on, Dolby Friday, tell your racist story. But uh, <laughs> drop that bag. Drop that bag, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's it, man. Till next week, y'all. God bless.